Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, where we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor. And now, your hosts, Fritz and Franco. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us again this episode. We had two weekends worth of uh, action that we're going to we're going to throw it all together in uh, playing boxing. We don't have any deep dives. You know the people we're going to be talking about. You don't need to, us to read you their record or their ages. You know it cuz they're uh, they're fantastic. There was some fun. We're going to hit all the highlights. There was some surprises. There was some good boxing and then a circus match. <laughs> you know, and, and I got reactions to all of it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Some of the stuff I'm curious to hear what you're going to say, but most of it, I think I already know. Like uh, sometimes we'll talk about things and, th- th- you know, they're controversial or they could, people could have one opinion or another, but I feel like a lot of the stuff that we saw, these are all layups. These are all people should feel one way or the other across the board on all this stuff. Either the fights were amazing or they were boring or they were, like you said, a circus show, but there's a little bit of everything, but I still want to hear because I never know. Sometimes I'll think Fritz is going to think whatever for sure. And then you'll come in and you just have a completely different opinion from me. So yeah, let's go on ahead and dive on into it. So they tell us all the time that you can't play boxing. We prove them wrong every episode with our segment called playing boxing. For anybody who's tuning in, this is where we just kind of bounce around to the action that we really loved. My boxing week kicked off uh, while we were in Minnesota, Franco. Yep. Uh, my, we were we were fishing, killing it, catching a catching a lot of uh, walleye, some saugers, and some perch. Had just a fantastic weekend, and then I got a fight on top of it. So that was that was wonderful. It was Giovanni Santian yep. versus Alexis Rocha, and I did not expect this to go the way that it did. Santian no. just beat the shit out of him for the whole fight. All right, scored a couple knockdowns, I think in the fifth, and then it was over shortly after that. Before this fight even started, I'm sitting there with Michael, and he's like, oh, who's going to win this one? I'm like, well, Roach is going to win it. And he's like, well, I like this other cat. I was like, sure, if you want action on it, I'll give you the underdog for even money. Why not? Yeah. And uh, when Santian won, I handed him the, the 20 bucks. I was, like, He's like, I don't want your money. I'm like, no. You took the underdog. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, if I won, I wouldn't have taken your money because I took the odds on favorite. Like it was almost a, a sure thing. And especially for me, because I've watched Santian over on top rank and his last couple fights, he didn't look wonderful. No. I didn't think that stepping up against Rocha was going to end well for him, but there wasn't a second of this fight that he wasn't in control. He came storming out like he was shot out of a cannon out of his corner and then just beat the shit out of Rocha. I'll say this, anything that makes Oscar De La Hoya sad makes me happy. So even losing the (laughs) 20 bucks made me happy on this fight. Yeah, uh, full disclosure. So we had been fishing all day, had a great time. Uh, We went out to dinner, some of us. Fritz, like like the smart man that he is, took a little nap. Uh, I had way too much food, a couple of cocktails. Uh, We come back to to the cabin and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go downstairs. I'm going to shower. And then there's boxing on. And this should be a really good fight. That's headlining. And I did the old, like, this is how you know that I'm like an old man dad now, because I I walk into the room and I'm like, I'm just going to rest my eyes for a second. And then I wake up to a text message from Fritz at three in the morning. Hey, are you coming to watch these fights? Like, (laughs) are you still going? And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I I just knocked out for a couple hours. So I didn't get to watch the fight live, but you told me you're like, this is a great fight. Yeah. 
You're going to love it. And it did not disappoint. Santian, I don't remember him looking this heavy handed. Like the punches that he was landing, it looked like his like his gloves were loaded. Now, I'm not saying that they were. Obviously, they weren't. But that's how hard he was connecting. They looked like they were moving at a different speed. And it's crazy because Rocha is supposed to be fighting T-Bud Crawford. He was supposed to be like moving on to all these big fights. He's still a great boxer. He, it's just Giovanni Santian looked like he was on another level. He was just faster, stronger. And again, the shots were connecting so hard that this was just like a one-sided ass kicking. He looked so awesome in this fight. The fact that it was stopped in the six is mind-blowing to me. I, there was no way. And and when you told me, yep, you got to check out this fight, I'm like, Rocha wins, right? And you kind of made a face, and I was like, oh, my God, I, I, right. I have to watch it. So, yeah, it was not disappointing. If anybody didn't see it, if you want to see a cool upset with just a bloody finish, this is the fight for you. It was it was very impressive. And to see Giovanni Santian step up his game was beautiful because it was like it, it, it's literally seeing somebody grow as a fighter and come in as somebody completely different. Whatever the hell he did to prepare for this fight, he needs to do it all the time. If he had like tacos the night before you go back to that place and you get those exact same tacos before every fight, whatever it was, he needs to rinse and repeat. Cause it was beautiful. Yeah. It did look like a totally different dude than the guy we've watched on top rank before, but another fight on that card was Gabriella Fondura yeah. versus I forget the woman's first name, but Musino. Musino. Yeah. Musino. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was just an ass kicking too, where Musino came out. She was like, all right, this girl is five or six inches taller than me. The (laughs) only way I'm going to win is to get on the inside. But Fandura was just picking her off on the way in and beating the shit out of her and getting to the body too, where I was like, how are you that tall and still able to get to the short girl's body? It was like a master's class. Fandura walked away with the belt after two knockdowns, Musino's corner just, just waved it off. They're like, all right. She was clearly tough, but she it wasn't her night. You know what I mean? So I give props to the corner for knowing when it wasn't their fighter's night. You know, they're talking about, you know, Gabriella and uh, Sebastian Pandora both live on this 20-acre property now. And now she's she's a bow hunter. I'm like, oh, she's not enough of a badass in the ring. Now she's, <laughs> she's probably killing animals, but... She probably like wounds him first and then be, you know, beats him to death with her bare hand. She's just like, all right, <laughs> I've slowed you down, cheetah, you know, <laughs> with an arrow to the leg, but I want to, I want to fight you hand to hand. Where uh, are they living that they got cheetahs <laughs> running around on their property? I don't and know. Of course they need that many acres because between the two of them, it only takes like seven steps and they're already on the other side of their property. They're like yeah, a million exactly. feet tall. <laughs> you know, first of all, for anybody who's heard Fundora on this show before, this is the sister of Sebastian Fandora, the freakishly tall, lanky dude. And Gabriella also not at like she's tall, but it, I feel like she doesn't look as not awkward, but awkward. Like Sebastian kind of has like a lanky weirdness to him. She seems like to flow a little bit better. I think she's five, nine or five, ten, where her brother is that makes six, sense. Foot, six foot six and 154 pounds. Like that's. Yeah not a combination you see often. So that's what makes him look like a praying mantis. <laughs> she actually fits her body weight of 110 pounds, you know, like that, that makes sense. She, 
was it was a master's class in boxing and she got the knockout it was if you're looking at highlights from this whole card watch fandora versus musino because that was uh was certainly a fun one yeah she looked good and just like her brother puts the fun in fundora absolutely so the other fight just from this past weekend that i watched from beginning to end and loved every second of it 12 rounds three minutes amanda serrano yes uh, she did not run out of gas at the end of the rounds or at the end of the fight like she is a badass i absolutely love amanda serrano i loved her going into this i love her even more after this like she's a total badass she has speed she has power she has a complete game as far as a boxer goes you know, I was up at the at the cottage watching it with Jake, and I told him, I'm like, not only is she my favorite woman boxer, I'm like, she's one of my favorite boxers, period. You know, yeah. I'm like, she's just fun to watch. Anybody that wasn't familiar with this one, uh, women's championship bouts are 10 two-minute rounds. Yeah. Amanda Serrano said, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do 12 three-minute rounds, just like the men do. And she looked like a badass doing it and you know props to her her opponent for agreeing to the terms of this uh her opponent was game but just i don't even remember her name so that's why i just keep calling her the opponent uh <laughs> but she was game but she wasn't she wasn't as good yeah uh i think it was uh danila ramos was okay who she fought serrano is just a workhorse like mm. in this fight first of all three minute rounds unprecedented so to see her do it of course she could do it. Like if somebody's going to do it, there's only a couple of the women that are really like game changers. And Amanda Serrano is one of them. So to see her do it, I loved it. But also props to, to Dan Danila to be able to also hang for that entire time. Serrano dominated though. Like it was just, it, it was like watching an artist, like watching Picasso paint Guernica where she, she paced herself in a way. If anything, I don't, I don't even want to say it's a complaint, because we were in uncharted waters here, but I thought she would get a knockout here. I didn't think that uh, Ramos would be able to to hang for the whole time and end up getting knocked out. But yeah, it it, it went the whole way and she looked just so good. And to be able to do this, like it really is not a game changer, but yeah, this is something that's unprecedented. It's a big step for women's boxing. If anything, I think they should mix it up. Some of the women can definitely hang, do 12 rounds, three minutes each each round. Some of the dudes can't. Like some of these guys right. are so out of shape and shitty or they're throwing three punches in a round. You know what? Like punish those dudes and be like, nah, two minute rounds. Like almost like how, how golf holes where you tee off, they no longer call them the women's holes. Now it's like, right. oh, the beginner or the child's tee box you can hit from here. They should do that with like some of these shitty boxers and be like, you know what? Your last fight was so trash. We're going to decrease the number of rounds and you're only doing two minute rounds. So you better get your work in because Amanda Serrano put in work. She's she's the Mark Burley of boxing. Just goes in there. Just a workhorse. Just you know what you're going to get. And it was great. Uh, yeah. the, the only difference is Mark Burley would sometimes suck. It was yeah, the workhorse I could think of. <laughs> every Everything she does is a positive for the game of boxing. I can't say enough good things about her. If you ever get a chance to hear us talking about you, Amanda, I absolutely love you. 
you're a credit to the sport of boxing. So I look forward to maybe that'll be our trip to New York when she's inducted into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, maybe that'll be our trip to the International Boxing Hall of Fame in Constanana, da, 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 New York, or whatever the name of that town is. Looks like there's a nice lake within 40 minutes of it. We can go fishing. There you go. <laughs> now, uh, the one that I do, so there's a couple more fights that we still have to talk about. But the one that I did not watch, but I'm pretty sure both of us have a ton of opinions on, is the Tyson Fury fight where he fought Nagano, who is an MMA guy for people that don't know. It, there were no belts on the line. We didn't buy it because why would we waste money? Even like the charm of having an MMA guy against a boxing guy has very much worn off with a lot of people. Like we never really bought into it in the first place, but I know a lot of people are kind of like over it. Uh, same thing with like YouTuber fights and whatnot. But this, because of how the fight ended up going down, lots of people have opinions about it. What do you think about it, Fritz? Well, I, I thought a good comment I saw on Twitter was Dan Canavio said, paying $84.99 to watch Tyson Fury get humiliated or, or humbled, to quote him correctly, was worth every penny. Well, I paid $0 and I still got to see him humbled. I just didn't get to watch it live. You know, like I got to see the highlight of Nakano actually knocking him down and Fury struggling. I do trust Dan Raphael's uh, scorecard where he gave it to Fury as a 96-95 or 96-94. So it was close. What should have been a walk in the park for the heavyweight champion to fight a guy who's never boxed before. This mm -hmm. was his professional debut. It, it turned into a real contest. and. I think that it says a lot about Fury. Maybe he wasn't taking this seriously, but I also don't take him seriously either because, you know, he's like, oh, I'm signed now to, to fight Usyk for all the belts. And then he got his ass kicked. Uh, and he's like, well, I'm going to put that on hold for right now. I need to go home and recover. So he's not a guy I give a shit about. I don't believe anything he says. Fury versus Usyk, when that happens, if that ever happens, I'll believe it when the opening bell rings. Because yeah. they could have the press conference the day before. And I'm still not going to be convinced that it's going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, congrats to Naganu for taking it seriously and for knocking down Tyson Fury. I'm still happy I didn't spend $85 to watch a circus show. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe uh, for the people out there that uh, that did pay for it, you got your money's worth anyway, because it did sound like it was at least close. Yeah. I'm curious to see now with all of the different ranking lists that different promotions have, you know, ESPN has their own lists. The ring has their own lists, how they end up ranking Tyson Fury. Cause while he still technically has the belt, he has lost a lot of the luster, a lot of that shine because we're still going off of fairly old fights that, to be honest, happened kind of a while ago. His trilogy with Deontay Wilder was amazing. Like those fights great. were great. And he looked like he was completely unstoppable. So he was at the top of a lot of lists. But now, now it looks like we're getting the old Fury, the Fury that's kind of a goofball and an idiot and doesn't like really take things seriously. So if he was to fight Usyk and go in with this attitude, we're about to see a unified champ and his name is not Tyson Fury. This was so shitty. And with him retiring and unretiring and doing all this silly, goofy stuff that nobody believed it. Everybody right. saw through it. He's just dodging. Take the belt from him. He only has one. So for them to call him the heavyweight champion, I get it. He technically he is because he has one of the belts, but there, there should be some kind of a penalty. And then 
here it is like karma karma got him they didn't take the belt away there were no penalties people were letting him do whatever the hell he wants popping up in wwe doing dumb shit and then karma came and got him and he looked like ass so i'm glad that he's kind of gotten taken down a couple notches, but I don't want to see him with that belt anymore. Like I am so over Tyson Fury only because he bullshit so much and then didn't have anything to show for it. There was, there was no payout at the end. Cause you know, there's guys like T bud Crawford that sometimes we like them. Sometimes they'll irritate us, but then they show up and they show out. Like they put on dominant performances and that did not happen with Tyson Fury. So you know what? Screw him. Yeah. Reminder to the listeners. Fury has the one belt. That is tied for fourth place in the four belt era. You know, it's WBO and IBF are tied for number one. WBA and WBC are tied for fourth place. Uh, That's where my mind is. You know, they don't really give mandatories. Jermel Charlo is finally coming back. Like they just announced that he's going to be on the David Benavidez versus Demetrius Andrade. He's going to be on that card, but it's not a title defense. He gets, he gets a chance to come back. And have a warm-up before he has to defend his title. And it's been almost three years since he's defended that belt. So that's just such a joke organization, the WBC, that I just, I put him fourth place and I don't give a shit. I was going to say, did you get to see any of the Oshaki Foster fight? I did. And a couple of quick notes. Corey Erdman was on the call that, and I absolutely love Corey Erdman as my ringside announcer. Uh, not announcer, but your play-by-play guy. Like yeah. He was really, really good at his job. He's a credit to the craft and just fun. And then Gabe Rosado was with him. He's progressively gotten to be a much better color dude. Like I've enjoyed, uh, at least this fight, I really enjoyed what Gabe Rosado had to say. And then uh, Claudia Trejo was there and... Uh, yeah, she was there. So um, <laughs> this was a, a fun fight that I thought was going one way and then turned on a dime in yeah. the 11th round. If you are taking a shit and you just got want to watch three minutes of a fight, watch Foster versus Hernandez round 11. It, yes. may, be the, it may be the round of the year, Frankel. Like, it was so good. Both dudes got hurt. Uh, Hernandez almost went down. Hernandez was pretty handily beating Foster, at least the first five rounds I was given to Hernandez. For sure. And then it was kind of back and forth. I thought once Foster switched to Southpaw that he did have a little more success. I thought he had enough rounds in the bank to pull out the decision, but then that 11th, you know, Foster scores, I'm sorry, in the 12th, Foster scores two knockdowns. With less than 30 seconds left, the ref waves it off. I hate to see that happen with such little time left on the clock, but the dude was in big trouble and it, it only takes one second to end a dude's life. So I get it that it was 30 seconds, but I don't care. It was the right call. He was hurt. He was not defending himself and Foster was unloading. It was the right call. As a fan, I was like, oh, that's a shitty way for this fight to end. But to Foster's credit, he late, he just poured it on and he yeah. ate some shots throughout this fight. And he never got hurt in this fight. There was a couple times in the 11th where he was he was stunned a little bit, you know, so I certainly recommend watching that 11th round. But what a great fight. If you want to get to just the money shots, uh, you can yeah. you can go like just watch 10, 11, 12, because that'll kind of give you the story of the fight. Uh, it was Hernandez early and Foster late. Just a fun, fun fight. And actually, so uh, the judges' scorecards, I'm glad that it was stopped because so uh, one judge had it with Foster ahead, but the other two had it with Hernandez ahead. One dude had it 110-99 Hernandez ahead. 
like way too far apart. Right. So had had we gone to the judges, we would have been like, what the fuck? Now that was going into the 12th. That's how they had it scored. So it would have changed, but only slightly because he got those two knockdowns. Right. You would have had to have put him down another like seven more times to be able to even yeah. get a draw. So that, that judge needs to be kicked right in the dick. That's the yeah. only option. I, th- I think you'd have to go down to Cancun to find him. But the no, cartel- no problem. Cartel is completely surrounding this dude. That's the only reason he had it 11099 because that's just silly. There's no way. But the crowd, obviously, because they were in Cancun, uh, it's Eduardo Rocky Hernandez, but you know, everybody was chanting Rocky. And that 11th round was something out of a Rocky movie. It is right. so amazing. You you think for sure, all right, you know, they're they're gonna stop it. Hernandez is getting his ass beat. They're chanting Rocky, but right. he thinks he's in the movie right now. Every once in a while, though, he would throw a punch just hard enough that the ref would not stop it. And then like on a dime turns Foster around, has him up against the ropes and he throws like a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven combo starts going crazy on him. You're like, holy shit, this is going to get stopped the other way. Foster's going to end up going down. And then the bell rings to end the 11th. And it was just amazing. Now, when Hernandez was in trouble, that was only like 50 seconds into that 11th round. So like there was still so much round left for it to go back and forth the way that it did was awesome. But I I was glad that 12th round, he went down twice and he was just trying to survive. He was he was really having it poured on. He didn't know or he didn't look like he necessarily He had actually turned his back at one point. He walked away a couple of times. I thought that the ref was going to call it off at that point because you can't turn your back. You know, like that's what's the point where I was like, oh, this this isn't going well. So, yeah, it, it did not look good when he was wrapping up plus with how violent that 11th round was yeah go on ahead stop it i thought it was a good stoppage thought it was a great ending to that fight and yeah if anybody hasn't seen it you know check it out it was on the zone or i think you can even pull up uh just that round or just the end of the fight they have highlights on youtube and all sorts of other different streaming services if you google it you'll be able to find it Oshaki foster that's you pull that up and you'll be able to find it now franco what we have coming up we just have some fights sprinkled in. There is two cards going on next weekend, so we could do uh, an episode by itself, and that's probably what we should do. The FA Ajagba? Um, yeah, FA Ajagba, and then on the zone we have Joe Cordina versus Ed Vasquez from Monte Carlo. Lake Tahoe, like you said, is FA Ajagba versus Joe Goodall. Raymond Morataya. So yeah, I think we can we could get an episode out of that. Oh, there's another card uh, again, Costa Rica, uh, Costa Valle, yeah, versus Annabelle Ortiz. Uh, yeah, so I'd say we do an episode, you know, next week. The following week, Jamal Herring uh, is fighting on November seventh. He's over on the zone now. Uh, that retirement didn't last long either. But then, yeah, we'll we'll decide afterwards because after the seventh, looks like you know the eleventh, maybe we'll be in Indiana for that one. Uh, we'll have to take take a look. But yeah, uh, tune in. Please subscribe. We'll probably be back with the episode next week. If you're subscribed, you'll get it delivered right to you. That's the beautiful thing about subscribing. I do appreciate you guys subscribing and for listening to us. I appreciate all the work Franco does. He's a, he's a busy man and he still gets time to put this all together. So thank you to Franco. Thanks to the listeners. And if you don't have anything else, Franco, I'm throwing in the towel. Thank you for listening to Punches and Punchlines. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And we'll see you next week when we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor.